This episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 327, for the week of Wednesday, the 8th of August, 2018. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... Ben. And Eddie. This episode is brought to you by Gamefly, Mike's Comics and Stuff, and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toys of the Week are the Max Factory Figma Guts Black Swordsman Repaint Edition Action Figure, the DC Collectibles DC Essentials Batman Action Figure, and the Sideshow Collectibles Deathstroke Premium Format Statue. Gentle dudes, how are we? Hello. Hey. <laughs> Spiffing. Spiff, thank you. Okay. Now we need to start with the injured. Eddie, the last time that we spoke to you, you were you were damaged. Um, what what is the current damage report? I'm not talking about the emotional scarring. I'm talking about your your leg. Yeah, still a lot of emotional scarring, but I am back and walking and moving around now. Uh, finally got back at work, which uh, one of the very first things I had to deal with was a member of the public who had decided to complain about car parking and saying that it was unfair that all these car parks were full, yet there were empty disabled car parks and uh, we should be able to just take the disabled signs down and let regular people park with them. (laughs) And so I reached (laughs) under my desk and pulled out my walking cane and (laughs) sort of held it up and said, oh, interesting concept, tell me more. And uh, they, they changed their tune pretty quickly. So, I... Hilarious. Nice. Hilarious. That reminds me of the time that I was waiting patiently to check into a hotel that I had booked properly for, etc. And this kind of older gentleman in front of me, uh, I can't remember, he was really cross that they'd asked him to do something, either, you know, provide provide id or something and he it was like good grief you know i didn't expect to be treated like you know someone walking in here with tattoos or something and i just kind <laughs> of cleared my throat and then rolled up my shirt <laughs> rolled, up, rolled up rolled up my sleeve and i was like <clears throat> and he was like oh well, 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 well. Yeah, shut up you jerk yeah ben tell us a time where you put some idiot in their place i'm sure you have many of these just choose one uh I'm, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a lot calmer than I used to be, so I've had a whole life of that sort of thing. So, <laughs> but um, uh, no, no, it was probably only about three months ago. I had a a fellow tailgating me quite closely, and I noticed that he had the pizza delivery sign on the roof of his car, and I gave him a few opportunities to um you know, back off because I do the speed limit. I'm never in a hurry to get anywhere. I'm never late. So, you know, I tend to accelerate up to the speed limit, put my cruise control on and do the right thing. And, uh, I mean, I, you know, I have a V8, so I'm quite capable of speeding. Eventually, I had enough. So I slowed down, slowed down, slowed down until I came to a stop. And I hopped out and I said, and you seem to be in some sort of hurry. And that, uh, is resulting in you tailgating me. Oh, oh, it's just, oh, yeah, I get paid by the delivery, so I'm in a hurry to get back. And I was, oh, that necessitates bad driving, does it? 
And he's like, oh, oh. I said, well, I suggest if you value your job, given that I know you work for X pizza company, um, you might want to, uh, you know, change your habits a little bit. And then I think it sort of dawned on him and, you know, what kind of precarious situation he was in. And, oh, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm just trying to get back. And Yeah, I, I think we need to provide a little bit of context for the listeners here because you, know, <laughs> you, you are constructed of a slightly terrifying stature. Um, <laughs> I, you know, my, my molecules take up a lot of space. The, my, you know, my, my children are just historically still afraid of you. Um, <laughs> and the if, uh, even though, you know, my eldest, my youngest would be, you know, getting um, to a, a decent height, but still not as tall as you. But you know, you, you wouldn't be the 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 least intimidating person to be suddenly confronted with. You know, I'm just <laughs> especially with this poor fellow being of uh, Asian descent was a bit on the diminutive side. So, oh my yeah, goodness, that wow, didn't help. So. Wow. But uh, <laughs> yeah, speeding up to the present, I um. Yeah, it's a bit of a somber, somber kind of week now that we are three days post Toys R Us expiring. Yeah. Yeah. The end. Yeah. I, did, I couldn't bear uh, to go. go to my local on the very last day, and it was literally just a couple of bins of stickers and some broken yep. pram pieces and yep. <laughs> string around most of the entry. It was just like a couple of meters through the door, just saying yeah. no customers pass this point. Yeah, Same. It's just a bit of a... Wow. Same. Yeah. And it really was the rubbish. It was the, the stuff that had been torn open and the action figure had been taken out. And, you know, if it was a... Uh, you know, it was a, a young girl's toy, for example, the, the little, I don't know, strawberry shortcake doll had been taken out and all that was left was her purse <laughs> kind of thing. And it was like figure, figure missing 39 cents. <laughs> really, really quite miserable. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, there was a um, Marvel Legends box that for hanging for ages at one of the Toys R Us that I used to frequent that was – the Guardians of the Galaxy two, that uh, all that was left of it were the two Mantis arms, <laughs> and and so it was like figure uh, missing. But they still it still said like fifteen dollars or something. And I was like, wow, like. Yeah. But I, yeah. I couldn't bring myself to to go on the last weekend. I nearly did, and then I was like, you know, I don't want to. I don't actually want to stand in the this the you know the dying skeleton of this shop that I've really loved. I just want to remember it when it was. Only half dying the last time that I was here, and yeah. <laughs> I, I bought a couple of Star Wars black things when I think it got to about fifty percent off, and I I took them up to the counter, and this young guy who was obviously going through the usual customer greeting routine with no real enthusiasm, <laughs> and he said, "Oh, hi, how are you today?" I said, "To be honest, I feel like I'm fleecing a corpse." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's just like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. Blip, blip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, rest but, in peace. Um, rest in peace. And I, I think what was really amazing was the the whole FOMO thing. You know, like you knew that the the discount was just going to keep increasing every week, but there were obviously people getting really quite jittery, and it's like, oh, oh should I just go in and get it now at fifty percent off, um, yeah. or? You know, fear of missing out if I if I wait for next week and it's sixty percent off and yeah uh, yeah so there was a lot of stuff I was surprised that disappeared when it was thirty percent off. Yes, 
Yeah. I mean, I think I the last time that I was in there was when it was 30. And I did get the Ant-Man and Stinger pack. And I was like, well, this mm. is, you know, like I'm, I know I've got it now. And um, the, because I, I have had it pre-ordered, but I've been having some issues. Anyway. Uh, communication. The communication issues. Yes. Um, the... Yeah, it was still sad. Is anything else uh, in, while we're talking about acquisitions? Anyone else acquired anything um, that uh, would be worth well, talking about? I, I had my uh, Ant Man and Stinger come in, which was nice. Uh, also, still been on the Dragon Ball kick, trying to track down the ones that I hadn't sort of picked up over the last year, and. Realizing how many Gokus they've released. So I picked up uh, <laughs> Super Saiyan 3 Goku, uh, Super Saiyan God Goku, and Goku Black. Please. Uh, all. They're all the same. You, get you all, can't fool me. Do you get all that, Scotty? <laughs> no, yeah, Go, got, Goku got... Black's a different character. You can, uh-huh. uh Whatever. Saiyan <laughs> Son Goku Saiyan! So, Mr. Saiyan Scotty, have you signed anything new? And what's been happening on your end? I Yes, I got the... Bombshells Jessica Cruz, which oh, I yes. look forward to reviewing. It is very lovely. And I've got most of the Monster Venom wave. The so I'm st- I haven't got Spider Ham yet. So keep an Yay. keep an eye out there, but I think I've got everybody else. And I I I'm still I think the last time Oh, I know. Goodness me. Uh, the last time I was on, I mentioned that I have a little mini hoarders um, thing happening in my geek room. And it's just because yeah. I have been so busy. Yes. <laughs> and I have, I, have, I have like so much stuff I haven't actually opened. And so anyway, yeah, this weekend is the weekend. I did also get the DC Collectibles Harley Quinn Batman Animated Expressions Pack. So, oh, yes. yes, which is also amazing. I reviewed the Joker one a while ago. Um, so that was cool. What about you, Ben? No, it's been very quiet, actually. Um, no, I'm just thinking well, through. I actually have one or few things. I'm in a, I'm in a group where they do a, um, uh, it's not a, a lottery because there's always a winner, but it's, you know, they, they sell, you know, 20 spots at $5 for a $100 figure. And, you know, you buy a spot for $5 and then somebody always wins. So it's not a not a traditional lottery. And so I picked up the Spider action figure. It was in the, the SP slash slash DR upcoming um, builder figure. So that means that uh, I don't need half of that wave. I need sort of need cloak and dagger and a couple of others. So that was a win. I, um, oh, very I didn't get the... Yeah, didn't get the Gladiator Hulk builder figure, and then I won one. So, wow. hooray! Yeah. Yeah. excellent. And Eddie, did you talk about your acquisitions already? I can't remember. Yeah, oh, you, cool. you made okay. fun of it. Oh, <laughs> excellent! Would you like me to mock anything else in your life? I'm happy to. No, take care I'm of good. That. You sure? I'm good. Yeah, thank you though. No worries. <laughs> Look, I'm here to help. The gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. <laughs> I have a new um, team member at the moment who's still adjusting to my sense of humor. Um, <laughs> he's he's young and wide-eyed, and I've, a couple of times I've had to go, I'm so sorry, I'm joking. 
stop crying. Stop. (laughs) 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 But yeah, no, it's actually really good. Okay. Well, before I incriminate myself any further, we have three things to review in this episode. I was going to say amazing things, but of course we don't know yet. The verdict is not in yet. (laughs) We are going to give you the verdict. Uh, We've never had a, we hate everything we reviewed show. Um, I don't think that's going to happen tonight either, to be honest, but you never know. The chance is still there. What's what's the worst figure? What's the worst thing you can recall reviewing? Do you remember what your worst review slash Dolly rating was? I was actually thinking about this a couple of days ago, so that's why I brought it up. Hmm. I think I had one recently, didn't I? You did. Uh, It was a statue not long ago that you were very unimpressed with. I, I do remember being cranky recently. Mm, I think mine was the uh, uh, the regular show figures from Play Playmates, I think it was, and they were just no, were they were like, like the Jazzwares or something. Jazzwares, yeah, used to yes. do like the Sonic toys and had the weird, like just pointless articulation. Yes, and I think I gave them five out of ten or something. Yes. Anyway, I digress. No, no. I'm now. I'm like, hmm, what was that thing that I was cross about recently? <laughs> uh, it was a stat. Uh, was one of the statues. Yes, it was a statue. Like, Look, I shall DC research. Collectibles. Probably, I'll I'll research uh, during the show, and by that I mean scroll back through our Facebook timeline and look <laughs> at pictures, and I'm sure I will tell you. Uh, in the meantime, oh, what if I get angry again? Oh dear. We'll calm you down. All right, thanks everybody. In the meantime, um, we're going to have a break, and we're going to come back with our first review. I promise. If you like listening to podcasts, there's a good chance that you'd enjoy audiobooks as well. To make it easy for you, our sponsor Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. A book I'd like to recommend is Wool by author Hugh Howey. It's the first book in a trilogy which unfolds the mysterious story of The Silo, a subterranean city extending 144 stories beneath the surface. It's a captivating book that I had to listen to almost in one sitting because I couldn't turn it off. To get your copy of Wool for free and start your 30-day free trial, or find another book to start your Audible journey, just go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. Well, Ben usually introduces uh, the review segment of the show, and this is because he is highly detailed and the most prepared. So <laughs> while the rest of us scramble to do our homework, Ben is going to uh, talk to you about something that he reviewed earlier. I mean, <laughs> not on the show, but like he's already organized, not like us. Okay. Over to you, Ben. Thank you, I, I think. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yes, I am going to be talking about the Guts uh, Black Swordsman figure from uh, Max Factory, uh, who produce um, the the very fun Figma line, which is a, a direct competitor to the SH Figure Arts. And uh, if you're a uh, listener of any length of time, you'll have recalled that I did Cusker um, some, oh gosh, I don't know, six months ago or something like that. Uh, and the reason I did her first was she was the first figure I uh, managed to pick up because Guts, who, <laughs> wonderful name, uh, is the main uh, character from uh, Berserk. 
and Berserk being both the manga and the anime. Um, his figure came out, oh, oh gosh, probably originally two years ago and is one of those series where the main character comes out first, um, gets a lot of attention, and then they start to release the subsequent characters from uh, the show slash the manga. And uh, Guts just rocketed up in price. This figure was originally going for about $300 um, on eBay, etc. It was impossible to find. Uh, yeah, and, and Max Factory uh, are actually pretty good like this. I think they do sort of keep their finger on the pulse and, and they see... And, and I don't know, I don't think it's really taking advantage. I think they, they know they've got fans out there, so they take advantage of um, putting the figure back out again. Um, but this time they have actually, uh, I guess, given him a bit of a, a makeover with their paint. Uh, and this uh, supposedly has improved paint, which is odd because then you kind of think, well, does that mean you did a half-assed job on the first one? But anyway, so this is the reason he is called the Repaint Edition because they have actually put uh, a little bit more effort into the paint. And this was a, a 2000... Um, I, I, everything I saw online said this was a 2017 release, but I actually think that was the original uh, delivery date and it didn't actually come out until early 2018 because um, I was stalking this one qu uh, for quite some time. So uh, I picked this guy up uh, earlier in the year and he's just been sitting there waiting for me to review him. Now, he is a six-inch action figure um, and, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting one because when you look at the photos online of this figure, he does actually look quite kind of large and and quite a, a big fellow but then once you actually get him in hand he i was actually comparing him to some marvel legends and he's pretty much exactly the same height as the daredevil from uh spider-man wave and like barely a, a frack like a millimeter of, of difference but um the proportions are quite different uh and now i assume that they have used Obviously, the manga and the anime as reference to produce this figure, but the proportions are just, you know, I don't know, they're, they're, they're quite different. Like, um, his shoulders sit higher than Daredevil's, um, yet his waist is actually much higher as well. So he's kind of got that exaggerated, um, very long legs, almost high-waisted kind of uh, look to him, even though he's got sort of the gigantic biceps and um, quite a small head. Like his head actually looks almost peculiar when you put him next to some of the Marvel Legends figures. So anyway, moving on, um, this figure, uh, you can still find him around, which is actually really, really good. So the release has obviously um, kept uh, the price down. So about sort of 5,800 yen, around US $52. And uh, now I stalked eBay for a bit until I found a, a pretty good deal. Now, uh, packaging-wise, Figma have a pretty standardized look now to their boxes, much like SH Figure Arts. Um, you know, once you do go into a shop that stocks a lot of uh, pop culture stuff, you can actually see the figmas straight away. They do actually have a consistent look. Uh, like SH Figure Arts, you really do get, um, I guess, pretty good, you know, bang for your buck. There's a lot of really good imagery uh, on the box. The only difference being, I think, Figure Arts have the upper hand because the windows are bigger. This one is just a window box, but the window on the front is probably only about two-thirds of the front. And it's actually got a pretty heavy frame around it, which is kind of odd. I don't know why you'd want to kind of enclose the figure and, and make it hard to see, but um, that's just what they've done. Really great graphics. Probably one of the cool things about this is they do actually have some credits. Uh, so the sculptor is someone, and I'm going to completely butcher this, but it's Masaki Apsi. 
which is nice because I've complained about how figure arts don't um, give a lot of credit like that. Uh, some great images on the back in terms of posing of this figure, so really sort of dynamic shots of what you can actually uh, achieve with the figure, so that also gives you a bit of a, an insight into the articulation uh, of what you're going to get. Um, a lot of Japanese writing, um, and I think I made this comment once before that, you know, given how popular these are in the West, that they would make a bit more of an attempt to have um, more English text on the box. But then I guess we could actually say the reverse about stuff that gets, you know, Marvel Legends in Japan, for example. So anyway, um, so anyway, I, I quite like it. The thing is with, with this particular Figma is all of the colours are very bleak. They're very dark reds. A um, lot of black, uh, which is probably uh, a reflection of the show. I did mention in the Cusca review that um, the best way to describe the Berserk uh, anime in particular is utterly cheerless. Um, nobody in this show is happy. Nothing good ever happens to anyone. Um, but why would you watch it? Because the fights are friggin' awesome. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, when these Amazing. dudes fight, it's just, it's, they're, they're, they're epic. They're brutal. It's, it's not for kids. Um, and you know, there's times where I'm watching episodes and it's so depressing. I just want to fast forward to the next fight. Um, but you know, guts is actually pretty kick-ass when he, when he does get, uh, get going with that sort of his, um, so, look, you know, it is uh, collector-friendly. Uh, it kind of isn't, it kind of isn't. It's it's one of those plastic trays that has the the over tray. I don't know what the industry name is, but it's the, the tray that goes over the top but then almost sinks completely to the bottom, unlike the um, Kid Goku, the Sun Goku that um, we reviewed a couple of weeks ago where you've just got that thin, almost like a plastic lid that just sits on top. So it's one of those ones that you're kind of pulling from one side, but the suction kind of holds it down. So then you're pulling it from the other side. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it does its job. It keeps everything in place. But, yeah, to be honest, I think it's a pretty outdated, um, you know, concept now. I think they should be moving into sort of uh, something a bit more practical. All right, moving into the figure itself, um, lots and lots of detail. Obviously, this being a, a higher-end figure, you know, you start to see where you're getting your money, uh, and that is within the sculpt. Uh, it is very screen accurate. The outfit is spot on. Um, where this figure shines, I think, is just in the level of detail in uh, particular, like his armour. There's lots of rivets. There's lots of little um, latches and, and things like that sort of for him to – or straps and buckles and bits and pieces. Even the leather work has really nice stitching. There's little pouches on uh, his belt on his hips. And you can see all of the little individual sort of stitching that they've done there. It's all very nice. And even um, when you turn him around, there's more pouches on the back. And they've even changed the way that they've sculpted the stitching just to make them look uh, a little bit different, which is actually really, really cool. So um, I, I really like that. But I think what I really stands out for me with this is um, the drapery is actually really well done. Um, you can kind of see where they've you know, looked at how clothing sits on a person. So the clothing is kind of bunched in in the hips and then again around at the knees kind of thing. So it's all really, really cool. The portraits are fantastic. They look exactly like they should. Um, Guts only has one eye because he had his eye ripped out by a demon. You know, don't you hate when yeah. that happens? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> he's only got the, the one eye and uh, that's actually captured really well um, because his eyelid is closed um, they haven't just sort of painted it on it is actually sculpted 
Um, and then, of course, the, uh, the the cannon that has replaced his left arm because, you know, unfortunately he had to chop his own arm off. But, you know, once again, bad Saturday night. Um, it, it's just – it's really nicely done. It, it feels like a, a nice figure. This this looks like it deserves a place um, on your shelf, you know, with all your figure arts. It, uh, it's really nicely done. Um, I, I think what sort of stands out for me when I look at this figure is – They've they've made this effort, and I don't know whether I should be talking about this in articulation or in sculpt, but where the hip joint is um, with his legs, the what what I guess is the the top of his pants um, in the hip area has actually been made with a slightly rubbery material, so it it allows the joint there to be largely hidden. So you can see that he has the hip articulation, but um, it's the, the pictures don't do justice when you've actually got it in hand. It's actually a lot closer than that, um, than what you can see in the pictures. And so when you actually start to move his leg up, initially you kind of go, oh, this is really kind of crappy. That's going to prevent him from having articulation. But then the rubbery material starts to give a little bit uh, and you can actually lift the leg a lot higher than what you would actually expect. So that's actually really quite clever in the way that they've hidden that. And I was comparing that to just some of the other six-inch figures like Marvel Legends. And you go, wow, okay, that's a really obvious sort of hip joint compared to what they've actually done here with um, the Figma figure. So um, some of that's quite clever, but then it's the complete opposite in his elbows. He's got these ball joints um, in his uh, in his elbows that are really, really obvious. Like there's these massive gaps, um, in, and you know, once you sort of see them, you can't unsee them. It's it's quite peculiar that. You know, the, the arms are done one way and the legs are done the other. The knees are actually the same. They're double-jointed at the back. And so from the front, they're really nicely hidden. Uh, and, and he can actually – it's one of those figures where he can sort of almost touch his calves up against his hamstrings because the, the joint works so well. But then you've got these really ugly joints uh, in the elbows. So a little bit sort of peculiar in the way that they've done that. Um Look, in terms of paint, um, obviously this is the repaint and they've stepped it up a bit so uh, it shows. Uh, everything about it is is perfect, so I, I won't go into huge amounts of detail about the paint. Like the colours are spot on to the reference material. Everything looks great. The armour has that kind of metallic look to it, which contrasts nicely with the leather pants. There's washes over things like the, the pants to sort of make them look a bit worn and that. But it's really the only thing that looks worn. Like all his armor looks brand spanking new. So the, um, the, uh, I, I guess like his arm cannon, for example, um, has been painted a consistent color and, and they've made it sort of look all irony, but there's no wear and tear whatsoever uh, of any kind. There's nothing that's, that's sort of, um, some lighter colors just sort of touched on to show some scrapes and that sort of thing. And that goes for pretty much all of the armor. So, you know, the chest piece, um, you know, his shoulder pauldrons and all that sort of thing have all been done in this nice metallic grey with absolutely no wear and tear whatsoever. It looks like he's just kind of walked out of the armoury with it on. So that's a bit, you know, kind of disappointing when this is actually meant to be the repaint figure. Um, I thought that's, you know, the sort of um, detail that they would actually pay attention to. But in terms of actual um, quality of apps, this is 
miles ahead of anything you get with Marvel Legends. You know, the Legends feel like they're slapped together. You get crap like Spider-Woman and Hellcat where they've painted yellow over blue and they've done it badly. This is all spot on. Everything's perfect. There's no slop. There's no bleed. It's really, really nice. It's just a, a, a huge disappointment that they haven't gone that extra step to, um, you know, just, I guess, wear the the armor and the leather uh, a little bit uh and, and where it really shows is um guts has uh, a rather large sword um which goes by the name dragon slayer which is really odd because i don't remember him slaying any dragons but anyway moving right along um, the sword, speech, you know <laughs> well that's that's yeah, maybe he you know, so hit his mother-in-law with it or <laughs> <something>, you <know. laughs> um and sorry the, nana <laughs> the, the sword is captured beautifully. Like it, it, it looks exactly right. The whole point of the sword in in the TV show, uh, it, and I guess the movies is, um, he started using a very large sword when he was young, so he got used to it. So by the time he became this kind of huge, powerful adult, he was able to wield a sword that was much bigger and heavier than what other people wield. So he's got this enormous sword that he straps to his back, um, and the sword looks fantastic. It, it, he looks great holding it. But once again, it's it's painted in a way where there's no wear and tear whatsoever. And when you actually watch the new series, because if you if you've never actually watched the anime, the the gap between the first series and the second series was about fifteen years. So they did a series. It ended on a cliffhanger. Um, years later, they released some movies that were kind of like edited down versions of the episodes. Uh, and yeah, it, it ended on a, a massive cliffhanger and then they announced this new series in 2016, I think it was, that actually picks up from where um, the other series ended. So we got to see what happened. Um, and so this this massive sword um, just doesn't show any wear and tear. And when you watch, he, uh, he has a run-in occasionally with this fellow named Nosferatu Zod, who just has the coolest name ever. Um, who was effectively this very large demon with a very large sword. And when these two go at it, it it's just this epic fight, um, you know, where when their swords clash, the shockwaves knock people over and stuff like that. So for, for him to have this sword that just looks brand new, it's, it's really quite kind of awkward. So I'm not sure why they've made some of the, the choices that they have. Um, look, moving on to articulation. I mentioned, obviously, the, the hips and the knees. This is where the figure excels. There's some, some great stuff happening. The um, ankle joints are really impressive. Um, you do get some gaps there, but that's actually a really good trade-off for the range of motion that these ankles have. Um, they've got some phenomenal rockers, and you can really get, like, he can pretty much point his toes like a ballet dancer and uh, nice tight joints as well. Um Biggest disappointment in terms of articulation with this guy is probably the shoulders. Um, it actually has this clever ball joint where you, you don't just sort of lift the arm up um, in front of him or beside him in a uh, in a lateral movement. You can actually rotate the shoulder joint forwards and backwards as if he was bringing his arms in front of him to cross his arms. And I think that's just because of the way they've done the ball joint. And it, it's quite clever, but it means that the pauldrons on his shoulders get in the way uh, and prevent you from lifting his arm up sort of he, he couldn't sort of put his arm out um, in a star jump position which is a, a little disappointing it does feature that um, crazy sort of double jointed um, head so there's the the head sitting on the neck peg and then there's a the neck sits on its own peg as well so you kind of get like a double 
um, range of movement in the head, which is pretty groovy. Um, and there is a hidden waist joint, which is kind of cool, but it basically doesn't move much in any direction. Like you can see that it's trying to, but all the various paraphernalia that he's wearing sort of gets in the way. So, yeah, I guess there is some restriction because of, I guess, you know, the the, the way the figure needs to be um, – true to the you know the reference material but for example he's got this little bandolier of throwing knives and if you try to turn his torso the little knives um actually hit the big knife that's actually stuck on his um belt and it can't go any further so the joint clearly can go that far but it won't because things get in the way so a little bit disappointing in the engineering in trying to stay faithful to um, the material but oh well you know, so be it. So, so there is some pretty good stuff. Um, it is groovy that he can actually hold the sword without any issues. I thought that the sword might be too heavy, but I was actually quite pleased that the sword is made of you know very very light plastic, um, and so he can put all these like really cool moves together without actually worrying about the joint trying to support that extra weight of the sword, which is cool. So um, he does actually come with a metal chain and the metal chain goes right around his back and that is actually what's used to hold um, his sword in. He actually has a, a little hook on uh, his back and the sword has its own little um, loop and then that, that goes on the hook. But then you can use the chain to actually support the sword and get that kind of angled um, look rather than having the sword straight up and down so it's a, a quite a clever way of replicating the look that he actually has um, in the anime of, of sort of strapping that sword on his back uh, which is pretty much as tall as he is so very very cool all right in terms of accessories yeah we do actually get a few now as i mentioned earlier uh he did actually have to hack his own arm off and that was actually replaced with a um, mechanical arm that uh, functions as a, a cannon his, uh, his hand actually um, swivels down on a, on a hinge out of the way and reveals a cannon built into his arm, which uh, he uh, wreaks havoc on bad guys with. So when I say he has two fists, I actually mean that his right hand comes with a normal, um, you know, flesh meat hand, and then his left hand is actually um, metal or plastic in this case, but you know what I mean. So when I say he has two fists, two relaxed hands, um, two sword holding hands and then two alternate sword holding hands. So there's eight hands there, four of which are, are right hand normal and four of which are left hand metal. Um, now, I mentioned the alternate sword holding. And if you recall, when I reviewed Cusker, I said that they have the sword holding hand that if um, you have their arm just by their side in a relaxed pose and they're holding the sword, it kind of sticks straight out. But then there's another hand where it's angled um, angled down almost as if, if you imagine how someone was to leap and, and try and stab with a rapier, you've actually got to sort of tilt the hand a bit. So um, it actually allows you to get um, quite a bit more uh, you know, in terms of posing. And it was really good for Cusca, but I'm not sure how well it works for Guts. Um, but there is a ninth hand, and the ninth hand is actually the one that swaps out on his cannon arm that actually has the flip down um, and exposes uh, the cannon. So, yeah, nine groovy things. Now, um, you do get a, a stand that's kind of pretty standard for Figma. See what I did there? Stand. Anyway, um, moving right along. Uh, um, uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. Yes. Now, on I left the worst to last, and that is his cloak or his cape. 
Um, so he comes with a second tray that's underneath that holds his cloak in place. And they've done this thing where they've kind of combined a, a molded plastic piece on the top, but then the material is actually, um, you know, welded, sort of heat welded to it and it hangs down. So it's a, it's, it's a really strange kind of way of doing things. But if you actually want to put his cloak on and then have his sword um, on his back, you have to pop his head off, you have to put the cloak on, you take the end of the sword off, you pass the sword underneath the cloak and it comes up the back of the cloak with a handle sticking through. Then you've got to put the, the um, pommel of the sword back on because it's got like a, like a feather, um, yeah, like a feathery thing hanging off it and therefore it actually doesn't sort of fit through the little hole. So you've got to disassemble the sword to put it through and then you sort of pop his head back on, um, which is fine once it's on. It actually looks good. Uh, in terms of the way the plastic bit sits over his shoulders, but the cape itself is actually really crap. It's that it's that horrendous kind of thin, almost like um, uh, transfer type material. Um, so there's no natural kind of drapery to it. It's just a dead flat thing that hangs down. But then they've done that really awkward thing. If you look at the pictures where they've cut little wedges out of it along the bottom to make it look like it's worn. And it's like, I don't know about any of you, but I've never actually walked along and kind of, you know, damaged my clothing where a giant, you know, wedge-shaped piece of you know, material was suddenly cut out of it. And so it's it's really awkward. It almost resembles like a, a feathered cape that one of the Gutcherman characters might have. And I just, I, I think, is that... Is that the best way you could weather a cape? Like, wouldn't you, wouldn't you get the cape, have it flat, and then put it on something where you could really just rough up the ends in a consistent way, as if it had been dragging on the ground? Like, if he, because he tends to walk everywhere, and so it doesn't look weathered at all. It just looks like all these awkward, you know, triangle-shaped wedges have been cut out of it. It's really peculiar. Yeah, it's craft. Yeah, it, like it, it looks it, like a, a craft project. Not it does. It, yeah. it looks like something kids would do as part of assembling, you know, a a princess thing that they got from the reject shop. So, um, I did start to have a hunt around online, and, uh, and no surprise to anyone, uh, there are people selling custom fabric uh, cloaks on eBay, and that's actually really cool because they look fantastic. But yeah, it comes back to the I shouldn't have to. Like, I shouldn't have to go hunting for a third-party item to make this figure look really cool, um, you know, in place of the crappy one that we kind of got. So, yeah, that was the, probably the biggest disappointment with the figure was it just didn't, yeah, it, it, it feels really cheap compared to the, the rest of the figure. So, but anyway, look, I, I, it's still, it's great to have this figure. Um, more characters have been released and uh, they're already hard to come by as well. So I'm playing a long game to see if any of those get the uh, repaint in air quotes um, edition to uh, to try and bring those prices down. So, yeah, look, all up, uh, it's a beautiful figure. He looks awkward with anyone else. Um, he's even <laughs> he's even kind of dwarfed by um, I've got Ryu from uh, the SH Figure Arts line, and I've always felt that Ryu was kind of on the smallish side, but he tends to sort of look quite beefy compared to Guts. So he's a great figure. He looks great with Cusker, but that cape is a bit eh, and the lack of weathering on the armour, 
eh. So I'm going to take a few points off, and I'm probably going to give this guy seven out of ten dollars. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, this I don't have a real point of reference because I don't know the um, the what this is based on. Um, Besides the cape, I mean, I think there's beautiful sculpting in this. Yeah, you know, really, really nicely done, and it just is a a shame that they couldn't. uh, Like to me, it'd be better to leave it off than have that. Because yeah, yeah, it really does look uh, like I'm going to take this to school and I'm going to make a cape for him. <laughs> I was contemplating taking the cape and and kind of like scrunching it up and you know letting the dog chew on it a bit and yeah. just to try and give it some okay. sort of even remotely yeah. weathered appearance. Exactly, roll it in the ground for sure. That's it. <laughs> yeah. It's also just because on other ones I have done sort of molded plastic capes and. Yeah, that it is. It is a bit of an odd choice to. Oh, maybe he needs the fabric cape so he can sit down in the gutsmobile or something. I don't, I don't <laughs> know. It's kind of, kind of awkward. Oh, that's funny. So. Oh, dear. Cool. So, are there more to go in this line? Is this something that you're going to collect more of, or? Ah, uh, look, there. There's a. F- they've released a few more of the demons. Um, and I, I haven't been as enthusiastic because they are big prices for characters I don't care that much about. Um, the one I really, really want is Nosferatu Zod um, because you know, the, when these two meet in the, in the anime, it's, it's pretty epic, um, but he's a, he's a big dude. Um, he's also one of those people who evolves throughout the series like uh, without sort of giving too much away, so it would be a case of which version they would go with. Um, but I think, you know, given that these figures are 100% tooling pretty much every time, uh, yeah, I imagine that there's some big bucks. But I, I can't imagine that he wouldn't sell. Uh, I, I think that's probably in the pipeline as we speak. So, so yeah, I'd, I'd like to keep it up, I think. I, I don't have a lot of Figma figures just sort of running around the room, um, yeah. you know, probably three or four maybe. So, yeah. Very good. Well, thank you very much for that, Ben. It's always good to hear some reviews of different sorts of products on the show. And if you are inspired by that, you might like to go back and listen to, what was the name of the the character that you reviewed first in this? Kaska. Kaska. Yes, his his okay. girlfriend, who's now insane after she was raped by a demon. But you know, don't I don't watch don't watch happens. this with your kids. <laughs> no, no, it's sad, isn't it? How do you spell that, by the way? Is it C or? Uh, I think it's just C A S C A. Oh, C A. I'm just trying to look through our archives. Oh, here we go. So, episode 281 was when oh, okay. was reviewed. So, back in the middle of a year last ago. Year, I know. Oh, oh my goodness. Insane. So if you wanted to see how that compared or see if we were funnier then or now, um, (laughs) I'm definitely cuter. I can't speak for anything else. Um, Then you should go back and listen. Otherwise, you should stay here. You should listen to the ad that's coming. And then you should listen to Eddie review something else. Yeah. You really should. I'm excited. If your collecting addiction is a hard itch to scratch then you might like a bit of insurance that you always have some new goodies on the horizon. Loot Crate is the world's favorite subscription box service, and they're currently offering AFB listeners 10% off any of their flexible subscription plans. 
Every loot crate includes exclusive apparel and collectible items built around a theme, and there are so many theme crates to choose from, whether you're into a more general pop culture or gaming theme, or you have a more specific interest. To save 10% on any new subscription, go to trylootcrate.com forward slash afblues and enter the promo code BREACH10. If you do sign up and you love your loot, be sure to go to the AFB Facebook page and post a pic of your new gear. That's trylootcrate.com forward slash afblues with the promo code BREACH10. So, Never Say Never is the theme of this review. Uh... The fool me once, you know, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. How many times has DC collectible <laughs> slash direct fooled us with new universe building lines? Um, it's got to be at least ten times. And here we go again. And I, I'll admit right now, I have fallen prey to this. I'm going to own this figure and the others that are coming. But Eddie's got his first, and he's reviewing his tonight. So over to you, Eddie. Well, we'll see how my review goes to whether or not you'll cancel your. <laughs> ones maybe um but uh as uh we discussed i've recently been injured and one of the few uh good silver linings of being injured and bedridden for a while is that i finally got to really make a massive dent in my regina pile aka that massive pile of books you have on the side of your bed table that you say you're going to get to uh mine is mostly comic books and Sorry, when it came to just press a pause button here yeah. <laughs> regina yep <laughs> okay i need i need that's, that's I need what it's that's help. what it's called when you not where i come from yep. where i come from it's, that rhymes with something else what what yep. <laughs> What's the reference? <laughs> I, I don't know, to be honest with you. I just have heard it on a lot of other things. The Regina Pile. Okay. Yeah. Um. If I if it's I Google this and find, I'm sure they don't say Regina. So it's a like comic podcast reference thing. Okay, I'm going to Google this, and if I find porn, I'm going to be so mad. And in the meantime, <laughs> you you uh can keep talking. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but one of my few delights, uh, well, not few, I actually read a lot of great books, but the highlight uh, of going through and reading my books is the wonderful work uh, by Tom King, who's a DC writer at the moment, which pretty much anything he touches uh, turns to gold. Mr. Miracle is absolutely fantastic. I recently had a go at Scotty on social media where he was complaining what? about uh, it was a couple of weeks ago you were complaining that DC was doing another crisis book and I came in and was like, no, it's written by Tom King and he always does everything <laughs> and they're always different and you don't know what you're talking about, leave oh. Tom King alone. Oh, wait, let me guess. Afterwards, things will never be the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's a brand He's going to do shake wait. the very foundations. No, it's not going to be a big cosmic event. It's about hero psyche and all. It's going to be fantastic. Which Everything he, he knew was a lie. He is brilliant. Uh, and the probably the biggest book that he's known for currently is writing Batman. He took over Batman with Rebirth following a, a hugely successful Scott Snyder run and has done the wonderful job of actually even delivering a better run after a classic run, which is extremely rare and daunting and hard to do. Uh, and his Batman is the Rebirth-style Batman. So it's the Batman with the 
large bat symbol on the chest that has a yellow outline over it. So it's not like the classical yellow oval. It's got like a lining around the outside of the bat and he's got purple on the inside of the cape. And because I am loving Tom King's run so much, it did get me when I was in a comic book store for the first time in a month and I just had to pick this guy up. Uh, now, one of the reasons why I was skeptical to pick this guy up, as Scotty mentioned, uh, having a size change at DC Collectibles has not been one of my favorite things. And in fact, it's probably been the thing I've been most angry about uh, on my entire time on this show. So I had convinced myself for a while I wasn't going to pick these up at all, but then I was looking at my DC Classic shelf and like, oh, I actually do really like DC and I want more six-inch figures and Mattel's just not getting them to me faster enough or in some cases not quite <laughs> the quality that I'd want. And all oh, some of these character choices are looking good, like I do like the modern Bizarro and oh, well, that that's a cool-looking Black Manta and or oh, maybe uh, we'll see. And I did break. I, I broke, I fully admit it. Uh, I broke <laughs> and I have purchased uh, one. So it is the Batman figure. It was released by DC Collectibles this year, I believe. I Even though I only found it this week, uh, I have been out of action. I believe it actually came out uh, a couple of weeks ago in July. Uh, it cost me $35 to pick up, which isn't too bad. That's about average for this type of figure here in Australia. In terms of its box, it's the pretty standard box that we've come to expect uh, from DC collectibles in the new 52 and beyond era of sort of that white uh, window box with, you know, sort of a color band around the top. Uh, he does have a number, Ben. He is number one. Uh, so just a heads up <laughs> if you're looking to pick I'm up one. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be. Yeah, man. Yep. Uh, the up next is number two, 74. You'll be really excited. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the two things that I do like about the box site is that uh, DC collectibles that used to be DC Direct are celebrating their 20th year anniversary. So they have a uh, nice gold logo in the top left-hand corner celebrating that. Uh, and in sort of fine print on the bottom of the back, they do something that I really like, which is they give the sculptor credit, which in this case uh, for the entire uh, first wave is Paul Harding. So I do oh, absolutely cool. love uh, when they do that, particularly on figures. It doesn't happen on figures anywhere uh, near as much as it does with statues. So uh, shout out to Paul there. Uh, now the actual box itself is collector friendly you can uh slide the tray out take the figure out put it back in slide it back in but uh it's nothing super special uh at the same time i actually ripped the box as i was opening it and no big loss i will most likely throw it out uh as mentioned uh the sculpt is done by paul harding it is based on artwork uh and i believe he's doing the artwork for all these figures uh, and he is one of DC's main staple houses at the moment, Jason Fabok. Uh, he's kind of, he's a really great artist, Jason. Uh, I've talked about him before with the DC icons, Dark Side, but 
he's kind of the guy, this is going to sound mean, I mean nothing uh, horrible against Jim Lee, uh, but when people sort of think about classic Jim Lee that they love in their head, uh, it's <laughs> that's the art style that Jason Babock is. He's got a way of capturing that sort of Jim Lee style, but also having really great, great sequential storytelling structure uh, along with his artwork and some very nice design choices uh, as well. So he's actually a fantastic choice uh, if you're going to have one creator be the basis of all these uh, different characters. It's nothing too stylized, but uh, he does have a great eye for getting to the core of the characters. Uh, and it's, yeah, the Tom King style of outfit. The sculpt work on this figure is actually very good, particularly the head sculpt is fantastic. Mm. It really gives across uh, modern Batman. So he does have the more tiny Jim Lee ears, but they're a bit further back on the cowl uh, than normal, but it actually works really well. He's got sort of that furrowed brow look, uh, very piercing eyes, nice strong jaw line coming through there. Uh, the muscles on him are all fairly nice. He's arms do look a little bit lanky as they get to the wrist joints but i'll come back to them uh when i'm talking about articulation uh he's got a nice belt on him that is a bit rubberized that sits between the swivel joints uh of his waist and his lower bodies and then some nice muscle definition running down uh his legs now i do also really like this sculpt of the cape uh, because it does uh, sort of just sit over the body fully and then it is connected uh, with the ball joint going into the head. So it does look, for the most part, fairly smooth, like the cape connects with the head cow, which makes for some nice posing. Now, depending on how you pose the head, uh, it's going to show a little bit, but it is better than a lot of the figures uh, we have had in the past with ball-jointed necks on Batman. In terms of the paint, this is where we start to fall a little bit here. Now, mostly the actual color choices on this are fantastic. So uh, the choice in blue that goes over uh, you know, the cape and gloves and boots is a really fantastic uh, choice of blue. I don't know exactly how you would describe this blue. It's dark without being sort of a deep, dark navy blue. It's like a dark light blue. Uh, but if you know sort of the classic Jim Lee images uh, of Batman from Hush, it's sort of that style uh, of blue. A really nice uh, crisp grey over the bodysuit. Really high standout yellow for the belt and the symbols. Some really crisp white on the eyes uh the skin tones all right but it is a bit sloppy around the actual cowl itself where the lining meets up particularly around the nose which is a little bit unfortunate and you do have a little bit of the blue plastic uh that it's painted over starting to come through a little bit there in certain spots which is a bit unfortunate uh, the other part is on the 
belt. It does have yellow lines painted on it, and they have been a little bit sloppily done, which is unfortunate because his bat symbol is so crisp uh, and so well actually put on there that it really stands out that uh, the belt is sloppy because you've got this wonderful paint application uh, right above it that's in the exact same colours. So it really draws out the juxtaposition there. And the other issue is uh, in his ankles, he has ball-jointed ankles, and they're just this sort of shiny plastic that, while is similar in colour, uh, it really stands out against the more matteness of his blue boots, uh, which is very unfortunate. Articulation-wise, uh, this is where the guy... Uh, starts to drop a bit again. So uh, the positives is he does have both a ball joint as well as a bit of a swivel. So you can actually get some really good up and down motion on his head and sort of give it a bit of a twist to the side looks. You can get lots of greater poses out of that, particularly sort of a stern looking down from a rooftop or uh, looking quite up into the sky, which is probably the best part of his articulation. He's got some standard points, such as uh, the ball joint and swivels uh, in the upper arm, as well as in the hips, double-jointed on both the knees and the elbows. He does actually have upper thigh swivels, which is something that uh, was actually a bit of a flaw in the icons line that me and Scotty uh, both liked a lot. Uh, but where he Sigh. but where he does suffer, unfortunately, is he's got an ab crunch, but it's really stiff and really doesn't actually give you that great of a range uh, to move through here. So it's really hard and partly having a large plastic cape is that it doesn't stand out as much when you do it so maybe this will be something that will be better in other figures uh, but it is a bit ugly it does actually stand out and have that u-joint uh, line on it quite prominently but also and this is something considering how many figures have this point of articulation and don't have this he's got what can only really be described as sort of the screw hole points in his ribs uh, where the joint connects in, uh, which look really ugly. So he's got these two circles mm. on either side there uh, in his ribs. And we've just had so many figures of this scale that can do that and have them in case that I don't know why DC uh, has had to do this. Uh, the other bad point is uh, in his wrists, he does have cuts and swivels and the joints are just a bit big, so it does uh, give him these weird extended uh, lower arms. And unfortunately, in one of mine, the actual swivel end of the peg hasn't been connected in properly with his hand. It's the uh, closed fist hand in the images that I put up on Facebook if anyone's uh, playing along at home. And it does mean that it's not broken or loose. I can actually 
move it back and forth, but uh, it's in there on a bit of an angle. It would have been done when the hand was probably still a fairly soft mold of the plastic. And it does mean that uh, unless he's got his hand bent all the way back, it is loose and floppy uh, in there. So he's often got a bit of a limp wrist in a lot of my posing. Uh, so hopefully that isn't something that's going to be the case on everyone's, uh, but it is sadly the case on mine. And the biggest problem, I've already mentioned it, is his ankles. He's got ball-jointed ankles that are very similar to a Revoltec or a figure arts ball joint, uh, where the ball is actually cut in half and then clipped together uh, with a joint. And one, it just looks odd. You don't really have complete round balls there in your ankles. Uh, your eye is drawn to it because of the shininess of the plastic compared to the mat of the boots around it. And it's just a bit of a pain to pose because depending on how you pose, it always means that things get sort of stuck at weird angles and then you almost got to play a bit of a game of Rubik's Cube to get it back uh, to the manner that you want to pose. Now, this is going to have me sounding like a little bit of a hypocrite because uh, <laughs> these style of joints I am fine with in my Marvel Revoltec figures and potentially the the DC Revoltec Batman figure uh, that I might be picking up soon that has the exact same uh, knee ball joints. But because that style is kind of incorporated into the style of the figure overall, uh, I feel it's better than this figure here that only has it in this one spot uh, mm. and really stands out compared to the rest of the figure. And the other issue is one that we don't really have a term for locked in here, uh, but just it's it's a, kind of across the board with DC collectibles, and it was a case to a degree with uh, icons and other figures they've done, but there is just a bit of a fragileness to the feel of uh, their figures so there are points where it is a stiff joint i am worried that if i'm applying pressure here am i going to break this uh, I, I i feel i got to be extra careful than i am with say marvel legends when i pull it out of the package and sort of pull it around uh, but more so the quality of their paint apps i feel like can scratch very easily uh, so I am worried about, you know, if I chuck this in a toy box with other figures, it, will it come out in the same condition or will it have scratches all across the head sculpt or the chest sculpt or that it, it doesn't feel super strong, <laughs> strong or uh, like it's going to maintain its pristineness unless I keep it segregated from other toys. And lastly, the other part that's a bit disappointing, particularly coming off one of the things they did so wonderful with icons, uh, is the accessories that you get with this guy. So he just comes with one batarang, which he does have a hand that is sculpted to hold it in a position like he's just about to throw it. But uh, compared to all the different batarangs and grappling hooks and swappable hands that we get with the uh, mm. uh, icons, Batman, uh, it, it does feel like we're getting less here uh, in the figure, even though the figure himself is bigger. Uh, so you could say, oh, well, you're getting more in terms of the actual figure size. Uh, it's something that I've heard a lot of people behind the scenes with figure say is that, you know, the size of the figure isn't really that uh, much of a difference when it comes uh, to 
the cost of a figure. It's why you see very similar costs between a three and three quarter figure to a six inch figure is that it is still more about the tooling and the setup. And so considering these guys are roughly about the same cost as an icons, if not more expensive, uh, to have them coming with less accessories is disappointing to me. It, it was one of the things that they were getting in and doing right, uh, with icons. So I am very disappointed across the board, but to come back around to the beginning, what it does right, it does do right. The, the sculpt's work on here is fantastic. I, I do want to give Paul that chat out there. Like We've got a lot of different Batman head sculpt interpretations, and this would be up there in as one of my favorite sculpts on a Batman figure. Um, it's just a shame that other factors are hurting it and bringing it down. Now, I have only picked up this one, uh, and I have been flipping every day on if I'm going to pick up another one because sometimes we have this. We heard about it when we break down our Marvel Legends waves. We'll have one figure that we're like, oh, this thing's just, oh, where'd this come from? And then there'll be another figure in the wave that's, wow, this is amazing. This has stepped it up and going to change figures from here on out. So maybe this Batman is the weakest one of the wave. Maybe he's the best one of the wave so i haven't quite decided if i'm going to continue or not with this line uh but for this batman by himself i'm probably gonna have to give it a dolly rating of six out of ten most mm. of that six is on the sculpt and uh the paint apps that they did get right like the symbol on the bat chest and uh the yeah. lovely purple on the inside of the cape but a huge chunk of the minus four is on things that could be easily fixed in the future such as the ankle articulations and the weird ab crunch uh sockets being exposed hmm I, I mean, you could piece together years of ranting about DC and their <laughs> action figure ADD. The, I think one of the things that's always hard with the DC lines is that they have these characters that sell so well. And I think it's always easy to kind of go back for the, the easy money of the you know the batmans the the deathstrokes the aquamans that you know all the, the the characters that always seem to be done first in these lines and the uh, marvel legends has shown that people will be loyal to a universe building line and that where you can bring in you know like obviously you got to you got to have your wolverines and your iron mans but then if you can put up with that, then you get Typhoid Mary or, you know, something really yeah. random like that. And I, I, I don't know. I, I just, it's frustrating, but then it, but then it's true. Like, I mean, I saw, I was like, I'm not going to get these. I'm not going to get these. And then I saw them in my local comic shop this weekend and was like, okay, now I have to go and pre-order these because <laughs> you know, I could get that, that they were not at a, at a reasonable price there but i i love dc i love you know i'm always happy to jump on board a new line and see what happens with it um and yeah we'll see so 
it's it's the universe building for me. It always has been. I'll always have a go. DC has just had this weird issue with deciding on a scale. Um, or well, back in the DC Direct days, it was caring about scale um, because they just didn't, and they didn't understand that people wanted to universe build and wanted their figures to look like they belong together. Um, and the promise of this is great. We'll see what happens. Uh, now, sorry, there's one thing that I didn't cover that I should, because it's probably the thing that most people uh, would actually want to know, is that when it comes to his size, uh, because six inch is a very generic term often when it comes to action figures. And uh, other scale as well, yes. Yeah, yeah. he's actually much uh, like just a millimetre shy of seven inches. Uh, wow. A, and actually, in fact, uh, I am using a ruler right now that has a little bit of a lip, so he probably does just cross over seven inches into seven inches and a millimetre there. So he actually does tower over icons uh he even towers over most of the dc uh classics figures and even he's on the bigger side for your dc direct uh dc collectible figures that have come <laughs> before uh which was a, 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 another disappointment actually is that they aren't I, part of me was hoping that they would be the same scale as DC Classics and, okay, maybe I can cherry pick and just get modern Brainiac and uh, new figures like that and uh, supplement that way. But uh, it is kind of yeah, the older DC director, probably the most uh, comparable, particularly the Alec Ross ones that were a little bit bigger. Uh, they might be the better ones to scale with, but it is a figure that you probably are starting a collection anew with these guys. So is it possible that I'm, I'm holding a DC Universe Classics um, right now, just kind of looking at it, and like, is it, is it possible that Mattel has the six-inch license and that's why D, DC Collectibles is doing these other weird scales? It could be, but it, as far as I know, it's a bit different with this license compared to say turtles or uh a couple of other ones where it is uh mattel no dc have this they have it as part of their company and their deal is that they sell only through direct to consumer which is why you don't see dc collectibles popping up in areas such as targets or toys r us's or uh any places like that over the years which is even different to uh the diamond select figures which did turn up in spots like toys r us and that which is why they have a different scale uh to uh hasbro i think I, yeah, to be honest, it could be. No one's really ever, um, unless you're there working for it, seen these contracts and companies are very uh, <laughs> not wanting to really discuss uh, large parts of this side of the business. Uh, but as far as anything that I've sort of read or turned out is that uh, they have a pretty good working relationship, Mattel and DC Collectibles. They tend not to be stepping on each, on each other's toes they sort of know we've got a large contract with mattel 
uh, and Mattel kind of know, well, we're not really competing with these guys. We're not really selling toys to comic book stores. They're not our main market and uh, they're not coming into our so, territory. So We're just I, trying to think of some, some reason why, you know, they they have kind of veered away from the the standard that would make logical sense. Like if so, sometimes with licensing, like take Kotobukiya with the their Marvel stuff the, in that um, artifacts scale line. Like they, they're called statue, or what are they called? They're like kits and they come in two pieces that snap together and it's obviously a licensing thing, right? Like it's mm. the, um, so I just wondered, I wonder, anyway, Ben, well, do you have any may, kind of... Maybe it's not, sorry, I, I, you maybe just gave me a little a bit of a brain thing. Maybe it's not more so the Mattel thing, but, you know, there is more, say, DC figure arts coming out. Now, maybe it's something that they had to move away from the Icons 5-inch that's comparable with them that do sell in those similar types of specialty stores. Uh, but this is just all theory. Ben, I feel like there's some classic Ben ranting and raving required to finish <laughs> No, I, I've obviously thought about this. I've ranted about this. And, you know, I, I do wish we could one day find out the reasons behind some of the decisions that are made. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I look at some of these new figures coming out and I think, yep, they look great. But, um, you know, I'm obviously uh, an old man collector now. I've, I've got an extensive... <laughs> you know, DC Universe Classics collection um, that's been supplemented by stuff from DC Direct uh, for the characters they didn't get around to. And, you know, I've, I've seen younger people get into DC figures and go, gosh, you know, where do I start DC Universe Classics? It's it's such a vast, um, you know, collection to, to get. And some of the figures are still worth a, an awful lot of money. So it is daunting. And so I, I do wonder whether... You know, DC Collectibles does that whole, well, you know, there are people like that. So if we start a brand new line in a brand new scale, some of these newer collectors can go, yeah, yeah, that's that's something I can get behind. It's it's not daunting. I can get in there at the beginning. Um, they'll bring out a consistent range of figures. And, of course, you know, they're completely oblivious that they're going to get screwed over in a couple of years' time. But, um <laughs> so, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's an interesting one. I think it, it'll always be one of those topics that we rage about. Sure. I mean, the, and, and you know, you know, I'm all for good jumping on points for new collectors. And I, I think that that is, you know, um, important. And I also think that things can have a beginning and an end. It's those, the stuff that the promise of this is our universe building line. And, you know, DC has just been atrocious at kicking those off and then not completing them, you know, going back to, there was the you know George Perez styled, I can't remember whether like infinite uh, history of the DC yes. universe. Yeah. yeah, and that got four waves, and really the buck was terrible. And um, you know the <laughs> end. They never even produced a female figure, and that was meant to be the yep. you know that was meant to be the line. Icons is meant to be the line, um, and really, I mean, there, the even for more recent collectors, that New Fifty Two um, line did do quite a number of figures in the same scale and style. And so, you know, even those yep. people would be, feel disenfranchised by this. Um, and I think there are ways of, of having these 
iconic characters always available in new forums for people to buy without screwing over the guy, the per- sorry, the person that just wants to universe build. You know, just <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Anyway, that that's that's that. Uh, I, I am I'm looking forward to getting my hands on these. You know, this first wave, and then deciding on the rest. Of course, I'll be getting Aquaman and Black Manta, or whatever. Um, but we'll see. You may hear more. Who knows? In the meantime, we are going to take a very short break and come back with our final review. Armor up, Iron Man! Engage interlock mechanics! Armor up, War Machine! That's critical B! Attach from battle computer module! My brain blast will make scrap metal of you! Not in this lifetime, Modoc! With my rings, I rule on land and sea! Just undersea dome! I'm here to make waves, Mandarin! War Machine, Hydro Armor, Iron Man, and action figures, each sold separately. Well, it's time for our third and final toy of the week. Mr. Scotty anchors the show with something pretty darn special. This is something that I have been coveting from afar, and uh, I'm really keen to hear what he thinks. Mr. Scotty. Well, it's a Sideshow Premium format, and Ben and I have been doing a great job of tag-teaming on getting different ones (laughs) of these to uh, talk about and then helping the other decide on the figures that they're on the fence on. And that's just probably because they've just gotten so darn expensive. You can't buy them all. I, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and uh, this is Deathstroke. So I, I feel like there has to be two different phases to this review. There has to be the grandpa Ben and grandpa Scott, um, <laughs> you know, complain about this isn't my Deathstroke, blah, blah. And then I need to actually, uh, review the figure on its merits, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, De- Deathstroke is one of those characters that, you know, if you are a classic comics fan, had a really, really consistent, iconic look. And then somewhere along the way, to me at least, he's now just a, a jumble of different parts depending on who draws them. Yeah. Yeah, is that? Is I'm sure Eddie's going to go. Oh no, this is the issue number whatever version. <laughs> no, I I I, I do. I, I know where you're coming from, but I'm looking at the actual images of this. Uh, he does seem to be at least color wise. They're going for more the classic costume, but it's got a modern interpretation over it. It's not. He's not wearing lycra. It's he does have yeah. body armor and plating and pieces like that but it doesn't have you know like the half orange uh suit over the top or crazy pieces like that you've got it's just the orange boots the blue undersuit a little bit of armor around uh the chest and that so it it is this is a bit of a hybrid between the classic look and modern styling it's hedging some bets and the which is probably the best that you could hope for out of something like this, that they either needed to make a decision to go full classic, which I feel would have sold. And uh, if they do come up with one now, I'm going to be really annoyed. <laughs> but, um, but you know, they've tried to hedge some bets here. Um, and I'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. But we'll just kind of say that for what it is. This isn't classic Deathstroke. I'm not going to take anything away from my review of it because it's not because I knew that when I bought it, mm. right? Yep. But I, I do think it, it's kind of one of those characters where obviously there's a lot that you can draw him with. He can have lots of different uh, weapons, pouches, scabbards, 
etc. And so now it just feels like a it, you don't have to kind of stick to a script when you're drawing him. You just go to town and do your own version to a degree. And that's kind of what I feel has happened here. I did do a little bit of research to try and see if I could find a reference for this exact costume, and I really couldn't. And so um, please write in and tell me that I'm wrong. That's fine. But And just to give some credits up front, a uh, huge team on this, but lead sculpting uh, is Will Harbottle um, and Alessandro Baccasaroni um, and Earl Ellis, and uh, then quite a, a few other people um, as well, Ed Bradley, etc., on paint. So well done um, to these guys. This you know is all of these pieces are really amazing when you get down to the the detail, etc. There is a photo album of, of these as well as um, Eddie's review on our Facebook page if you want to have a look. And I do always try and include packaging pictures there. The premium format packaging is always a lottery of whether it's going to be you know noteworthy or not there seems to be in some of the latest pieces you know a, a move to having uh, photos of the actual piece on it which is kind of new and i don't know how i feel about that but uh this is certainly not unattractive um that you know they've got the <clears throat> the theme down the um there's uh, the orange is definitely more prominent on the box than it is on the figure um but uh, it's you know nicely done for what it is. In terms of the uh, size of this fella, um, he is 19 inches high, um, quite wide, 18 inches wide, and that's because of the um, like his pose and weapons, which we'll talk about in a moment, um, and then 14 inches long. So uh, not a height hog by any means but definitely a width hog and i'll talk about how he kind of compares to other pieces in the line a little bit later as we go on um sculpt wise th these uh pieces obviously have a lot of thought and consideration put into them and i was looking at the list of all of the sculptures and thinking you know, how much work must be involved in planning these to then be able to share out the sculpting duties um, mm. and and then therefore the amount of detail that goes on that because obviously you can't kind of make pieces in isolation and then hope that they'll fit together. There's got to be that kind of level of planning um, first. And the if I kind of start with the, the base, uh, I always do – I always feel kind of bad that I'm going to look at the really nicely designed – bottom of the base once and then set it down and probably never look at it again. <laughs> um, um, you know, this is, and uh, it, for me anyway, the bottom of the base is actually kind of a little tease because it, it speaks more classic Deathstroke to me than the, the head sculpt does. It's got the whited out eye, not the, you know, not the eye socket, etc. Mm -hmm. um, you know, plain, but clever. Um, I was interested. This is the regular, by the way, the, the exclusive, had a swap out um, staff as opposed to two swords, not an unmasked portrait, which I was really surprised about because that's like a Deathstroke go-to is the whole mm. Slade Wilson, you know, which, you know, again, makes me scared they might come out with a classic version with a swap out portrait, but oh well. Um, but this is the regular and the edition size is only a thousand. So I was quite interested by um, that considering the popularity of the character. Um I'm not sure what the edition size for the exclusive was. I did notice, actually, though, that they have got 
uh, this up for pre-order again. So whether or not they're going to do a, a second version of the regular, I am not, mm. not sure because it says all all sold out. But you can pre-order a new one now. Um, the base is your kind of standard rubble and detritus. Nothing uh, kind of character noteworthy about it. Um, the base is all one piece. There's no kind of extra bits to stick in. Uh, in terms of the way that he's positioned on the base, the he is leaning forward quite significantly. And so I did actually find getting the feet really firmly into the base without a wobble was a bit of a challenge just to kind of get the right angle to actually get the um, – there's only a peg on the, the back foot and to get that in properly it was um just a, took a moment but we got there eventually um there are a few pieces here not mountains but the base is all one piece and then the body uh minus head and hands is a piece so that goes on first um the head then attaches uh magnetically and then the hands with the swords attached are um, magnetically inserted as well. So the swords are not separate pieces. The hands and swords are one piece together. Um, this is all sculpt. There's no, uh, well, I'll, there's a tiny bit of soft goods, but no kind of fabric in the costume itself. And it takes a while to work that out. And that just speaks to the quality of the sculpting and to the painting as well. I, I do like the mixed media aspect to these. But from a dust and survivability perspective, I think when they can do stuff like this where you have, you know, sculpted pouches that I was sure were going to be leather when I touched them, you know, that were sculpted, I'm totally cool with that because <laughs> it's going to, you know, yeah. last longer. Um, and uh, it, it's really, really impressive. The I think, you know, when, when I think about drawing, because you know, I'm not an artist, I can barely tie my shoes properly. Um and you know, when I think about drawing, I'm thinking about outlines and forms and that sort of thing. But to get to the point where you understand, you know, texture and how to sculpt something and paint something that then really gives a clear impression that it's made of something that it's not, I think that's such a um mm. a skill, you know, which is fantastic. And there are lots of examples of this all through this piece. He has got um it, uh, uh, I'm not going to try and speak too much to the practicality of the positioning of some of these scabbards. Um, again, you know, not being a, a, a fitness person, it all looks very complicated to me to try and grab <laughs> some of these uh, weapons. Um, but uh, he has got a few, um, and they mostly look uh, stunning. Um, on the on his arms so he's got quite long like gloves with a, a kind of protector or i'm not quite sure what the word for that is van brace van brace far out okay <laughs> um and the van braces have like a little scabbard in it for um big daggers and those actually uh you can really tell they're they're sculpted they don't i think there's just something about the join of the um the handle of the knife into the the scabbard that isn't quite defined enough and so you do you, 
you don't get the sense of, oh, I'm going to pull that and a little knife is going to come out. Um, you know, that's just a minor piece if I was going to quibble, but um, it is very, very beautifully done. Um, in this iteration of Deathstroke's Moving Feast costume, uh, he's got some armor sitting, like chest armor sitting over, like a, a you know, under undershirt or you know long sleeve shirt and you can kind of get a fabric feel from that you can see the layers and the 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 depth in that and then there's some battle damage that's been sculpted into the chest plates and into the pauldrons as well which is um fantastic um i'll I'll talk about paint in the moment and what that does for the the leather effects one of the things that's always been a deathstroke trademark is some kind of scalloping um, on you know either his chest or or legs etc and there's a few elements of this it's pretty subtle compared to you know some of the comic book versions but there is a little bit of that on the top part of his chest plate um, and then on his legs as well and on the legs it really gives off a kind of um, you know fa- a strong fabric feel um, which is just beautifully beautifully done um, the the one thing which I am missing from this is the you know, some form of the uh, oh I don't know what the word is the the kind of fabric that flows off the back of his um, headpiece um, which you know there's different versions of that 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 I think could have been used here and the main reason I miss them is because particularly with the way that his head mask is designed where the right side is all just blue is that his head kind of looks a little bit small for his body. Um, it isn't proportionally, but it's just that the, the, the dark single color on one side gives that Mm. kind of, uh, it doesn't draw the eye to it. And so that was my, my, the thing that was a little bit off putting to me, in all of the promo pictures was that, you know, I, I'm always interested in the face sculpt in the, you know, like I'm going to, I want to engage with this character and look at it and know, oh, that's Deathstroke. And I don't, you know, that I don't quite get that with the one side, just all blue um, piece. One thing I think that might've helped in terms of giving that a little bit more prominence would be to have those bands or tassels or whatever they are yeah. um, in that, although I'm sure they would have been a pain to sculpt, but it, we know it can be, can be done. Um, turning him around. Uh, the one, the one thing from the back that I, I really found quite odd. Oh, I'm sorry. There is another piece. The scabbard that um, sits on his back is an extra piece that you have to slot in. And there is something so, exacto knife looking about that uh that that <laughs> scabbard that particularly when you stand on its own i was like oh someone dropped an exacto knife handle in here um what a shame I, and yeah, it's just yeah. it's really distracting it just doesn't look <laughs> i don't know and, the, and and also they're up so high it's so high up on his um uh, back that that's where I was like, could you really reach around and grab swords out of there? Like I, I don't know. It just it. it I, mm-hmm. I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm not a martial artist, right? Like, uh, but yeah, I thought that was just maybe a little bit on the uh, <laughs> the weird side, uh, but it's the back. That's okay. Um, 
pose-wise, obviously when you have these long swords, etc., it is, I think, a challenge to work out, you know, what are we going to do here? It's not the most dynamic of poses that you could have. He's more in a crouched, you know, ready to to battle um, pose than in any kind of striking pose. Um, it, it does mean that space-wise, you need a lot of width for this because the um the swords are uh particularly the left sword is sticking out at quite an angle so it does mean that you know it's something i'm going to be super careful when i move this around because i can just see mm-hmm. you know a sword getting um chipped off there is, there is a little bit of give in them they're not so i think they are in a slightly flexible material um but still like that it just does um mean that he he does take up quite a little bit of space and then also in terms of because his base is quite low um he is a lot shorter than some of the characters that you might want to uh to display him with um i've actually been seriously thinking about getting the new batman premium format that is coming out um simply because the the original one which is you know the first like one of the first um, premium format statues, it is so oversized compared to the rest of these pieces. Um, And it's getting more pronounced with things like this. So you you put Deathstroke next to Batman and he just looks teeny tiny. (laughs) He's cute, um, brother. It it really does. I mean, like I wouldn't get rid of that. That um, Batman piece with the the fabric, et cetera, on its own is such a, you know, amazing piece, but it, it just doesn't, between that, the enormously heavy base, and the um, giant cape, he doesn't play nicely with others. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Um, so, uh, let's see. Anything that you guys noticed on Sculpt that's worth mentioning before I talk about paint? I actually think it's quite exquisite. Like I, I, yep. I really do believe the, the detail they've gone yep. to, like, you know, with... The I guess the way the armor plating sort of sits over that bodysuit, um, yeah. it just it looks great. You 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 almost think that you know the like the shoulder pauldrons could just kind of lift off and and you know held yeah, on with absolutely. magnets. Like you know yeah. you 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 couldn't tell what's already sculpted and then what actually has to be assembled. Like yeah. the um the the greaves on his shins, the way they 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 look like it's yeah sculpting wise it really is stunning mm-hmm. uh, i think um as well like you said it's just that that sense of depth that's there it's you know sometimes when we talk about iron man figures and you're like this is great but like this doesn't actually feel like a guy in a suit um it's not you know, it's not big or bulky enough but you do get that you know feeling of that there is a you know, a human form under there that's got these um, these elements on it, um, and the the depth is is fantastic. Um, I, I did I did want to mention that there are a, a couple of really interesting little pieces of um, soft goods in some I guess you know faux leather um, in just the little bands of his belt, and then also in the clasp over his gun that sits in the um holster on his right thigh um i kind of you know just touching that and i was like oh that's not sculpted that's actually a little piece of 
um, you know, leather or vinyl um, mm. over it. So, you know, again, the, the way that you, you can, they can kind of design this and go, oh, we'll just put that there and that'll be easier, better, et cetera. It's so clever. And mm. what about the strings from the back of these masks? Just I'm not seeing them in the images. Oh Did my you God. not put them in? Wait a minute. <laughs> 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 hey, I just found the holes for them. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, I just thought I broke them for a moment, but not just a hand. Phew. Um, the uh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, well, so back to the drawing board with uh, um, I need to, because I've actually taken the um, I've actually taken the box to storage, and obviously did just did not notice those little bands are there, and that solves my <laughs> problem. I commented on all of that a moment ago and said it would have been great if we had those. That would have been the time to say, oh, "They're there, you dummy." <laughs> <laughs> that was, I was gonna say that one. The that's but that's what I was asking because they're on the box, but then they weren't on your images, and you're like, "Oh, they're not here." No, but on the box, they almost look like it's. It, they almost look drawn or, or painted How did I or something. Miss that? No, there, there's holes in the back in his head. Yeah, for in the back of his head. <laughs> oh, thank you, sideshow. Maybe they weren't. Oh, you know what? Oh, somebody is like monitoring this review. And when they've heard my comment, they have gone back in time yeah. and put these in. Oh, bless me. You heard it here first, people. Mm, and also, quite... you're welcome. Okay. On the... <laughs> Thanks, Eddie. <laughs> now I've got to go back to storage. <laughs> <laughs> Rifle through the giant box. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to okay. look dodgy, too, because they're so tiny. You're going to be that person who goes into storage with nothing. And then <laughs> walks out with nothing. What's going on in that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no, my dude knows me. Okay. Um. So I better talk about paint. Thank. Now that we've made that discovery, thanks, Eddie. Um. The dang it, I've got to wait till Saturday. Darn it. Um. The uh the paint is really amazing. I'm I'm always you know being a non artistic person, I, I'm always amazed at the way that uh paint can give depth and texture and such a, a sense of um like tricking you into something that it's not whether you know it's giving a fabric feel a leather feel etc and i know the sculpting has to support that but um it, it, this is done beautifully here i think the paint job on this is you know fantastic um i, I think that there was probably an opportunity just in terms of the color scheme here to bring a little bit more of the orange into it, either through the pauldrons or the chest plates, etc. But definitely, you know, have gone for a little bit more of a muted, and, and perhaps they're trying to kind of, you know, bring that, um, you know, Arkham Asylum, um, you know, Batman Arkham vibe into it as well, and appeal to all all comers. Um, that is totally possible. Uh, but look, it. What can I say? It is. It is fantastic. So, um. A, a huge credit to everybody and it's great to see uh that sideshow has just so consistently picked up its paint game after you know mm. a rough patch a few years ago where 
there were some really serious quality issues. And um, and I think that c competition is healthy. And when you have other producers in this scale, um, you know, coming on and doing well, then you, you, you can't kind of just sit and not fix those sort of things. So good on your sideshow yeah. for um, doing that. So look, I can't, I mean, t this to me, this is a 10 out of 10 piece. It's not exactly my death stroke, but in terms of, you know, for, for what it is. Um, Execution. Yeah, it's it's you know so brilliantly done. There's so much detail there. You know, occasionally, even with the quarter scale statues, you can kind of be like, okay, yep. So there's the blah and the blah and the blah. This is nice, and you know, then put it aside and you know look at it and appreciate it. But I'm still, <laughs> as we've evidenced in this review, I'm still discovering things. About it. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh, that's so uh, funny. Cool. <laughs> Excellent. Very nice, Mr. Scotty. Yeah, look, I I, I do think uh, it's an amazing piece, and um, you know I have been coveting this, and your reviewers certainly you know push me into that uh, you know keep an eye out for it locally uh, type situation. Um, I, I I'm in kind of two minds about you know the if they did a classic in the future. Obviously, I'd be overjoyed if they did. But, you know, again, that's um, a repeat character, so that would be a, a slot that's potentially, you know, lost us uh, another character. So, so yeah, I, I think this guy is definitely on my list in the near future. Yeah, and I think, he, look, this is a popular character, and so I do think it's probably one, if you are thinking that you'd be keen uh, and you don't want to, particularly here in Australia, if you don't want to have to go back to Sideshow with their, you know, new version of it, um, it's worth kind of having a look now because i don't think this is the kind of character that's going to sit forever yeah yeah exactly very good all right well done mr scotty well we're going to take another quick break and then we're going to come back and close up the show Well, that is us for another episode. We, I have been very slack about pulling together feedback for the last couple of shows. Uh, we will, prom I promise that we will make that up to you in the next show, and we will have a longer feedback segment. So this is also your opportunity to uh, get in some questions, comments, etc. If you wish, um, we can be contacted via email at podcast at actionfigureblues dot com, on Facebook Action Figure Blues. Twitter at AF Blues, uh, and if all that else fails, you could just kind of pick up a shell and speak into it and put <laughs> it into the ocean and hope that it finds us. Yeah. Do you know something? This is really cute. We have a um, my youngest daughter has a friend who is a really lovely girl, and she is you know well cared for, etc. But just hasn't had a lot of experiences <laughs> and so yeah so you know occasionally we do things or and realize and she'll say oh i've never eaten this before never done this before etc and like wow because i mean she's 15 and very recently we were we have this um giant shell that uh, i mean like you know it's kind of like doorstop yeah. size that my i think it was my my wife's grandmother's whatever and um and when like she picked it up and put her uh, ear to it, and she was like, "What's that?" And I was like, "Oh, you can hear the ocean. The ocean's in there." And she just looked at me and she went, "Really?" And I was Aww. like, "Oh, 
<laughs> and so, of course, I was nice and I said, look, not all the oceans, just the Pacific. We couldn't keep it all. Right? Like, you know, so, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so oh, <cute>. dear. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, Less so them. if you thought that was terrible, you could tell us that, too. Um, <laughs> but in the meantime, I think we better say goodbye. We should. Yeah. Oh, See you next I, time. Sorry, I, sorry, I wanted to mention something. Um, on our San Diego armchair coverage show i think we did mention but i'm not sure that we spent long enough mentioning you know thank you to the uh people who uh go to the effort to go to the shows make the posts take the photos etc so that we can do things like that like we would never pretend to be there or um try and be breaking news in any way um but we you know huge thanks to all the sites that take the time to um do that and provide good stuff so that we can talk about it um after the fact so thank you again yay Yay. okay bye everybody good journey bye good journey (laughs) what or good morning depending on when you're listening are you are you you stuck good journey good journey and good night nerds The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Mox Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening.